What is up, FA Nation? My name is Justin Fensterman, along with James Grande, and welcome to the 2021-2022 Fantasy Alarm NBA Cheat Sheet Meetup Powwow, whatever you want to call it. We are talking fantasy basketball. The season is starting very soon. We're just weeks away, and we know a lot of you have questions regarding how to dominate your seasonal NBA fantasy teams. James Grande, you, me, and John and Pemba really helped out with that cheat sheet that you can get on the site right now, man, including everything from position rankings to our consensus top 200 that took us hours and hours <laughs> to communicate about. Sleepers, bus rookies as well, and our auction grid for all of you auction slash salary cap players out there. What's up, Grande? You ready to talk some ball? Always ready to talk basketball, Fancy. Uh, happy to be here. And yeah, it was. We took so long in the, the top 200 that we had to take an intermission. We had to all go get food uh, and come back to our computers and our chairs. And uh, we all had. I, I know I had some some sweaty butt imprints on uh, on my chair from how long we were sitting there. So uh, we definitely put a lot of sweat, uh, no tears, um, into this uh, cheat sheet for you guys. Uh, heading into the 21-22 season. Yeah, we had some debates, however, and I know you didn't mention the blood part of it. I might have hit myself in the face <laughs> a couple of times with some of the interesting ranking decisions that you and John and Pemba wanted to make. But that's why we're a family. We sit together, we rank together, and we win together. So let's start off with a little bit of a warm-up icebreaker here because – we're going to talk about some of the top guys that we like. Going to give you a little bit of an inside the mind edition of how we came up with our consensus rankings, which you can look in. You can literally watch them as you listen to our beautiful voices, Grande. So with that, man, let's talk about our number one ranked player for fantasy this year. You and I and John Pemble were on the same page when it came to one Luka Doncic, my man, I felt like that was the easiest decision from the consensus rankings from that we put together. Luka, our number one pick. Yeah, and he was actually our number one last year, and it, he was a little bit uh, of a disappointment um, in terms of that. He definitely didn't finish as the number one player, but um, we saw what he's about in the postseason, and I think we're going to get a lot more of that uh, version of Luka this year. He does not have a great team around him, um, especially if Chris Porzingis is the version that we saw in the postseason and doesn't revert back to, um, you know, pre-Dallas era Porzingis, where, you know, everyone had extremely high hopes that Porzingis could be a top, you know, 15 to 20 player in this league. So um, I think it's pretty easy. New head coach there in Dallas as well. Um, the team is just built and functions and, and moves with Luka. Uh, I, I think this is a no-brainer. This could be the year we get Luke averaging a triple-double. You never know, especially if Dwight Powell is starting at center for Dallas uh, once again. So uh, easy decision for us, um, easy decision for me, you, John. Uh, Luka is definitely our number one guy. Do you think not having options, because a lot of people will be debating between Luka and everybody's favorite NBA player, Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> so with that, both are multi-category producers. Do you worry, though, about assists at all when it comes to Doncic with the squad he has around him? Because I'm still not worried about it. I know Kristaps Porzingis loves to sit on that arc, but 
even with this team coming in, they've got some knockdown three-point shooters that'll be able to hit. Because what's going to happen, guys, is Luka's not going to pass on a lot of plays. If you have the open lane, you just take it. That's what these amazing quick guards do. They immediately run down the floor. If they see their line open, they're just going to try because they're thinking if someone comes into their path, they're just going to draw contact and then get points off free throws. So when it comes to what happens with defenders, as Luca is driving every time, he's going to draw three defenders to get trapped, right? So what happens? Reggie Bullock is open at the arc. And there's your assist right there. And that when thinking about how to maximize my production potential, I'm not worried about Doncic's assists or any of those categories because the dude is just a magician on the court, Grande. Yeah, I'm not worried either. And he hasn't necessarily had the best teams around him uh, since he entered the league, and he has yet to average less than six assists per game. And each of the last two, he was over eight. So um, you mentioned Bullock. I'll double down and say Tim Hardaway is out there spacing the floor as well. So um, that won't be a problem. Uh, I do think that he could take the next step in the assist category. I really do. I think he's good enough to lead the league potentially um, in assists. He's going to have the ball in his hand 100% of the time. So, um, yeah, I really do think Luca is the consensus number one. He should be. Um, and uh, looking forward to what he can do with this team because um, if he gets this team into a into a, a nice cushiony playoff spot, uh, he's going to win the MVP. Right, right. And the keyword, nice, cushiony playoff right. spot. Right, right. So, Christoph Porzingis just has to stay out of the clubs this year. God. Just <laughs> has to stay out of a lot of, a lot of things. Uh... Now, when looking at our consensus top 10, do you notice a certain team that our own Jim Bowden, the GM of FantasyAlarm.com, roots for? Do you notice how there's not much representation this year when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers, especially in our top 10? Because now with this Laker team, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, they're all mega producers. But will the mega powers be able to combine Grande on this team and give us a constant stream of multi-category production or will the mega powers explode, be stepping all over each other, thus bringing down the ceilings of all three, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Westbrook? I mean, I don't want to give too much away uh, because during these meetups, we are going to be talking position by position and we're going to be talking... Uh, our favorite top tier values and and uh, bus. So I don't want to give too much away, fence. Hey, because, Ron, uh, Ron, show know. a little leg a little bit. All right, come I, on. Man. But uh, someone, somebody on this uh, on this Lakers team may or may not show up in the bus category. Uh, so you know, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so all you Lakers fans, if you want to stop listening now, or this is perfect. You can then just tweet at us and be like, Grande, you don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but I do think they're going to step on each other's toes. And we saw it in Brooklyn last year. Uh, we saw, you know, when the original, when the inaugural big three was put together in Miami, Chris Bosch, who was scoring 25 points a game in Toronto, took a massive step back. Um, so I do think there's going to be uh, egos that are going to have to be put aside and fantasy production is going to be lost because of it. So um I think there is a reason why we don't have any Lakers in the top 10. And it's not to say that they're still not going to, you know, win the championship because that's not what we're saying. But when it comes to fantasy production specifically, 
there are three megastars on one team that are ball dominant players. All three of them are whoa, ball whoa, dominant. Whoa, 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 Grande. Whoa, I'm listening to you here. And, and what, what about the Brooklyn Nets? You have Kevin Durant right there, Grande. The reason why I just spoke like that is because they're going to immediately flock to the Nets with that argument. But here's what I'm going to say, Grande. I'm your shield. I'm your first line at defense. And I will say that Kevin Durant is the priority on this team while the guards figure things out. Unlike Anthony Davis, who with Russell Westbrook, I don't think he's going to be getting the ball unless Westbrook feels he can't get to the rim and then hit him on the elbow. So when it comes to the ceiling between these two super teams, I feel better about Durant. And especially because you can't even argue the health factor because both of them are made of glass. Right. And if you want to talk about Durant, I'm not worried about Kevin Durant because he's going to give me 50, 40, 90. Um, I'm not worried about Durant because, like you said, he is the offensive priority. Um, And I think that's on most nights. We saw James Harden take a a visible step back with Durant and Kyrie healthy. He was playing point guard. You know, he was distributing the ball, and James Harden's very good at that. Um, But we saw that happen. So um, there's no doubt who is the number one option here. We saw Davis. Davis didn't look great offensively last year um, before everything got out of whack in L.A., and I don't think it's going to make it any better with Russell Westbrook around. So... um, I think if anybody had the ceiling to be in our top 10, I think David or had the case to be it's Anthony Davis has the strongest case of the three. Um, but LeBron's a year older. Uh, Westbrook's never had to at this, at the current version of Russell Westbrook has never had to deal with this type of superstardom when he played with Durant and Harden, it wasn't the same team. I mean, James Harden was a shell of himself as now and Westbrook wasn't even who he is now. So um, complete different situation than it is in Brooklyn, uh, which is why I'm definitely more confident on that side of the of the fence than I am on the Lakers. Yeah, no argument here when it comes to the center position and Jokic being our top guy for a lot of reasons, even with the pieces he has. And also remember, Jamal Murray, we're not going to be seeing him at the start of the year, which means that even more will go his way and the ball will be in Jokic's hands even more. So that's going to benefit him there. The final position, though, that I want to hit on Grande is shooting guard. In fantasy basketball, shooting guard is very difficult. It's the most, in my opinion, difficult position to plan around because you have a few guys that you're going to have to pay top round or two value for. And then there's that major dip. And then you have to make a decision. You can either look for your shooting guards to be stopgap scorers, meaning they'll play about 25, 28 minutes a game. They'll get themselves eight to 10 shots. They'll score you about 12 points a game, 13 points a game, maybe with a little bit of a help in steals category. You can wait to the end to get that, or you address your team with an established shooter. Here's the thing, though, Grande. This is going to be tough because Kawhi Leonard is once again messing with fantasy players. His health and everything and him being out, it puts Paul George in such an advantageous spot. But Bradley Beal, who we have right there as well, man, it's so hard when I'm looking at our consensus rankings. It's so hard for me to decide between Beal and George. Normally, it would be Beal. And I still think Beal, compared to the rest of his team, is by far and away the number one option. But now George is too with Kawhi. We don't know when we're going to see him necessarily. And we don't know 
when he comes back, how much we're going to see him. So I'm essentially viewing Kawhi for the most part as a non-factor for fantasy, meaning I'm giving a little bit more love for George. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's a fair assessment of the whole position in general and then at the top as well, because it's Paul George almost needs an asterisk near him or like a, you know, TBD near him because we don't know what Kawhi's situation is going to be uh, throughout the whole year. Because if Kawhi doesn't play or if Kawhi misses three-fourths of the season, Paul George could very well end up being the top scoring shooting guard because we know Bradley Beal is score independent with, you know, can uh, contribute elsewhere. But um, for the most part, we're playing Brad Beal because the 30 points per game that he's going to give us. So um, I do think there is upside for Paul George to hit that number one spot. But I just want to put Paul George TBD. That's how I feel about the rankings, because to be determined based on Kawhi Leonard's status uh, going out through the year. We might not know for months. Well, we don't. We, we never know. We never know with Kawhi in terms of anything. So uh, this situation doesn't feel any different. He is showing up in music videos. You know, Drake. He was on Drake's music video. Uh, for whatever that's worth, Pensy. So no, that's uh, worth crap, Grande. Okay, that's worth crap because he doesn't have to freaking put pressure on his lower body in music videos. He's just hanging there. But what do you think about the strategy? Because the thing with Kawhi Leonard is kind of like what people in the football world thought of Michael Thomas. You know, you draft him, you put him on IR. When it comes down to it for Kawhi, do you even waste one of your injury spots keeping him there the entire year? Is that at some point like a smart strategy that's going to make the draft room go, oh my God, wow, now he has Kawhi on the injured list. Or are you just staying away from the situation? I mean, I think it depends on where he's falling. Um, like Michael Thomas was going in like the eighth round, ninth round. I think that's too that's too high for. Uh, it's also a different situation because like he has there's like qualms between him and the Saints franchise. Like they don't like each other apparently. Him and Sean Payton. There's been rumors. Like right. you know, there's no. And he's only gonna miss maybe like five or six right. weeks, and they have to buy. So this is a little bit. We don't know when we're we gonna. We have sit. no clue. None. About Kawhi Leonard. Um. So, like, if you have a deep enough bench, and there are IR spots, and he falls to you, uh, but it has to kind of. I think for me, it would have to be a perfect storm in terms of draft. It will have to be. So that is what we're looking at up top when it comes to our consensus rankings for fantasy basketball. Make sure you're monitoring that cheat sheet because it's living like all of our content. It will get updated, especially that auction grid as more news comes out. Let's continue honing in on different aspects of the cheat sheet so you can get ready. He's James Grande. I'm Justin Fenstrin, us two, and John and Pemba helping you get ready for your fantasy basketball drafts. Let's always dominate. No other option. We will win.